Warning, the guest episodes on License for Love are experiences, expertise, and views of their own. The diversity duo is in no way liable for actions or advice one takes in their daily life from our guests. Our purpose is to give everyone a voice to be understood, not necessarily agreed with. You're listening to License for Love with Cowboy Jax and Lauren Michaels Harris. The heartbeat in relationship conversation. Sexy, beautiful, let your hair fall down. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax and, and Lauren Michaels Harris. <laughs> Didn't you right, say one, my name? One, one more time. One more time. Go ahead. Shut up. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Not today. Not today, Sally. Hey, y'all. This is Cowboy Jax, and I'm with Lauren Michaels Harris. And you can check us out at the hashtag, the diversity duo. And today's episode on License for Love is going to be Won't You Be My Neighbor? Lauren Michaels Harris, how the hell are you? Awesome. Great. Oh, and excited. What are you excited about? I'm excited about being here, that we're finally pulling the trigger. It's been a long time coming. You know, uh, for those of you out here who don't know Cowboy Jacks, um, he's, let's put it this way, quite thorough in all things, otherwise known as OCD. Well, you know, in order to make something work correctly, we can't just throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. But uh, yes, we, it has been a, a bit of a journey, but Lauren and I are very excited, um, especially about this first uh, episode, because some of the things that we're going to talk about today is you're going to learn more about me and Lauren uh, more personally, not that personal, Lauren. And uh, you and also be able to learn about this amazing, uh, diverse uh cultural influence podcast that that we're starting so um so Lauren, let, let's talk a little bit about why you wanted to be a part of license for love well outside of the fact that i am otherworldly happy out of this world happy to the moon and back happy in my own relationship also known as marriage and i know that i didn't think it would ever happen i lived the first five decades pretty much um with little or no of that none of that rather in my life um as far as you know a romantic relationship i think my only relationship was like six weeks and i was 23 or four years old until my marriage so that's why I'm excited. And I'm excited for all these great people. I love to meet wonderful people and just look around. They're here. Look at them all. Wow. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love the fact that you say, you know, being in love and being in love with love is, is a pretty amazing thing and having a great relationship. I think for me, what I think is really cool about this podcast, because like you said, I'm OCD and I did a lot of research on different podcasts is, is that Lauren and I's goal is to give everyone a voice and to be 
heard, but not necessarily agreed with or understood, but not necessarily agreed with. You know, when I, when I first thought about this idea and bringing Lauren on as the other half of the diversity duo, I thought he was really amazing because he takes the world itself and takes it to this existential sort of place, you know, and it's amazing because at first we were like, yeah, we're going to talk about relationships with community neighbors, which are non-veterans. We're going to talk about military service members, and we're going to talk about U.S. veterans. But then Lauren said, well, why don't we also elevate that to talk about the cultural relationships that people have? And so, Lauren, I'd like for you to dive in just a little bit on why the sexual identity piece of this is so important, especially from you know, uh, uh, a straight cowboy and a very exciting and entertaining uh, gay man. Well, 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 you had to go there. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, seriously, it's interesting because when I hear it back at me, it it still sounds kind of foreign that way because what I mean by that is it's hard for me to remember sometimes or wrap my mind around the fact that people still see people in all these different categories or sectors and they don't automatically just see people if you know what I mean you know so okay so the gay piece is just like the black piece Uh, the black piece is just like the male piece you know, the male piece is just like the I'm an American piece, so mm. on and so forth. I mean, if we if we don't start finding a way to lay all of the pieces out on the table to make a mosaic from, um, then you just have little shards of a big picture and no picture at all when you are looking and collecting them separately without the intention mm. of putting together the big picture. So what I love about this is it's an opportunity to bring in some more colors into the kaleidoscope of love, which covers everybody and everything. Well, and, and it's, I love that. I told y'all, you know, buckle up because he is very abstract in a lot of the way he thinks and he thinks without walls. And, you know, uh, as we get more and more into our shows, you'll find that like, I'm very, I don't know, I guess in some ways naive or like very oh, straight. Me, me. I got an answer. Forward and Lord is is go ahead. What what's your answer? You in the back of the class? Yes, you. Well, young, young what I like about you is you you have your you know who you are, but you still walk around and allow yourself to question aspects about who you are. In other words, challenging you know certain areas of your everything to elevate to a possible new level and that's all that i need to know because when people are open even that amount it's like you know purpose can stick its foot in there and keep the door from slamming shut and whenever someone is open to the possibilities the possibilities have a better chance of becoming realities so that's in a nutshell well and 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 that's Again, that's an excellent point. And when people look at me, they don't look like I'm open. 
right? Because, you know, I'm six foot three, I'm, you know, 220 some pounds. I wear, you know, what I call a hat or people would call a cowboy hat, wear my jeans and boots. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm Southern through and through. And so I immediately get dismissed by stereotypes, especially in social media and things of that nature of like, oh, I bet you're a this supporter and I bet you don't care about, you know, this color of people, you know, and today is going to be awesome because, you know, another major thing with this podcast that's so important for me is for us to ask ourselves from week to week, do I judge a book by its cover? And that's where the subject matter comes from for you know, the amazing guests that we're going to have on the show. But not only that, but also to say, if I do judge a book by its cover, after listening to License for Love, you know, where do I see myself moving forward? Right? And I think, again, that word diversity, you know, clicks in there and is one of the reasons that I'm super excited about this. Because you've been... You've been in your role for a long time. I mean, you're, you know, you're a TV host, um, you know, you're a producer, um, you do motivational speaking, you know, all of these amazing things, life coaching. So I can see how through your lens that you're like, eh, I'm gay. Who gives a shit? Like no big deal. Right. But where that curiosity piece and that open piece comes from me is like, yeah, but it's not really that way for a lot of people out there, or we wouldn't have some of the separatist issues that we have. Like one of the things that chaps my ass the most is the fact that not all U.S. citizens in every single state, right, are entitled to the same things in terms of, of what their civil rights are like. You know, I think gay marriage should be across the board. And I, I really don't understand how your sexual lifestyle, um, especially in the 21st century, uh, is so still taboo with some people. I just don't get that. Well, first so, of all, before you get too deep into the subject matter, I have to back the car up just a couple feet if we could. Um you can tell I can tell you've never been on a show with a gay man before because you know you just ran out there and said you know what chaps my ass now first of all when you say chaps and ass in the same passage with one of us now I, I have a completely different thing going on I'm seeing leather I'm seeing uh, let's just say that we'll leave it at that so please be cognizant if you will of the pictures you're you're throwing out for and there he is, ladies and gentlemen, and Lauren Michaels Harris in all of his glory. Oh, I'm just saying, but I will say this on a serious uh, uh, note, when you're saying like color and uh, people of color and this that, and the other, um, it shouldn't be about it. But even when you were describing yourself, I'm country through and through. Well, there's different layers like a paint strip, just like there are for gay people, you know, people in the LGBTQ plus uh, community. What I mean by that is there are Caucasians. There's, and I'm asking, I'm going through the whole lineage of my family. What they, okay, I'm covering modern day and grandpappy, that sort of thing. So there are Caucasians. There are white people. There are country folk. There are rednecks. Now in the gay community, there are gays, lesbians. Trans, flamers, dykes, 
tranny, drag queen, on and on. So you see what I'm saying? How all these different subcategories. But if we remove all of them and we were blindfolded, or I always say this, when it, when people want to just automatically dismiss, write off, or ignore certain categories of any person, any people, then imagine if these were all bodies, because they are. Whatever you're referring to as a body. What if they were all laid out on a football field and covered up? You know, like corpses. Would oh, you look that have you see, have you seen that amazing uh PSA where it's uh it's a x-ray screen? And no, I know. I'm 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 making I'm I'm getting to the point. If you all can't see this, but I'm like staring at him like yeah, did I did I just cut you off? Yeah, right in there, but, but my, there, there's oh, bones. My, my nice Louis Vuitton heels. I'm kidding. Yeah, there's there's a there's two people behind the screen and they're kissing and all you can see is their skeletal structure. And then when they walk around, that's when you can see what's on the outside. Okay, and back to my point, um, if we were looking <laughs> at bodies, because I want you to look at them as casualties. Because Damn. We when we don't try to live with people we are saying then i don't want to live with people so what are you saying you're into human human sacrifice get rid of them all mm. how do you think hitler got away with what he did people always point to that that genocide and his name is attached to it as if he did it all by his lonesome no he didn't mm. and so that's why it's important we have things like license for love or any other mm. place where dialogue can happen respectfully and in that spirit of discovery, understanding, and um, just in a coming together kind of a way. That's how I feel about it. So I'm just saying, you know, I mean, I know you're not a redneck because you wear a cowboy hat and you got you belt buckles and stuff like that. But then again, too, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm gay, but, you know, I'm not going to come out with ostrich feathers and stuff. If we were to go out on a red carpet, well, only after Labor Day. Maybe the ostrich feathers, but I would tell you, you know, I would let you know, look, I'm coming in some this and that, but you know, yeah. Do you get my point there though? No, I do. I, you know, no, the, the body, wait, the, that doesn't go together. Jax. No, I, I do. No, I, I do. Said, you get my point. You said, no, I do. Oh yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, uh, for, for the audience out there, uh, Lauren keeps me on the straight and narrow. I do officially have brain damage. But don't like both. I, hey, guys, I get a check and everything. And so, yeah. And we'll get into that later. We'll get into but, that later. Uh, but you know, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's just so profound that I, I never thought about the, the body bags analogy. Because well, you are like you're for for every moment of prejudice or segregative behavior that you have, whether that's on a level of against a community neighbor, a U.S. veteran, or a military service member, right? Um, you're you're literally killing the culture, in in right. its whole because we it it takes all kinds, right? And that was one of the biggest reasons why I thought the the first episode being called "Won't You Be My Neighbor" was so cool because. Talk about a man that really saw the full spectrum of things. You know, Fred Rogers was amazing and and uh, what he saw and and was a lot of inspiration to take it from that kid level and and realize that on the adult level we could still use some of those lessons. You well, know, of course, I believe Mister Rogers' Neighborhood was more 
um, impactful on the adult population. Sometimes mm. I believe then even the kids, because the kids were being entertained, but the adults were being educated and trained. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, look at that story. Just incredible. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, and I didn't mean to get off on that tangent. But um, so let, let's talk about, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Um, another well, thing for License to just Love. Just, oh, I think what's it's a that? great time. Well, I'm just thinking about, I know what's coming up. And it's a, it's a, it's a humdinger. And I don't want anybody to miss anything. So, hey, could we take a quick bathroom break? Or maybe, as they say in big time radio, uh, a sponsored break? What is it? Let's cut to commercial is what I'm saying. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, great. That's great. Okay, you guys, listen. Don't you go away. We'll be back in just a flash with more License for Love. I'm Lauren Michaels Harris, and I'm with my good friend. Cowboy Jacks. We'll be right back. Don't miss Power of We Chicago, Stan Mansion, April 28th, Chicago, Illinois. Powerofwesymposium.com. Okay, y'all. And if you caught the first 15 minutes, uh, Lauren and I unpacked a little bit on why we decided to start License for Love. And you're listening to our episode, Won't You Be My Neighbor? I'm really excited about this next section. Um, because it really speaks to where Lauren and I have came from. And um, yeah, Lauren, what do you think? What do I think about where I came from? No, about this next section that oh, we're going to get into. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we all, this is, this is the get to know you day. Um, where we want to be vulnerable. Transparency is the key to understanding. And it is the soil in which the the greatest gardens have been planted. So I want to be fruitful in this, like everything we do. So I'm excited about it. I there's like they say in the streets, you know, I'm, there's no shame in my game. I don't have, uh, let me see, I was going to say, I don't have any skeletons in the closet, but I haven't checked in there lately. It was too hard to get out. Mm. <laughs> I stay in there if I go back, but no, I'm excited about it because uh, we're going to help. We're going to help shorten the distance of understanding um, from we're going to shorten the distance from it being misunderstanding into a little space of more understanding. So I'm excited. How about you? Yeah. And, and honestly, I want people to realize that when they're, you know, listening to our podcast, besides laughing sometimes, crying sometimes, and probably saying, what the fuck sometimes, um, that you and I come from a place of really understanding so many different relationships, so many different traumas, so much experience and life and wisdom and, you know, myself personally, um, you know, all the time that I've spent in counseling and, and navigating different things like that. So um, we just really want you to understand, folks, that that we come from a place of, of really understanding a, a pretty big group of people. I can't imagine one person that comes on this show that in some way, as you learn more and more about uh, Lauren and I's backstory, um, of us not being able to connect, connect to them in some way. So with that said, Lauren, uh, you had a million, what is it? A million plus views on Goalcast about telling your story, right? So why don't we just, uh, 
what was it like for you as a kid? Well, that's an interesting way of posing it. How was it for me as a kid? Because when you say that, I see four or five different kids in my mind. I'm like, I wonder which version I should speak to. Um, yes. And that in and of itself is a challenging choice because it forces me to go, which one of them do I feel more comfortable today? Speaking of, you know what I'm saying? There's like 100%. five versions of that kid. Yeah. And so I'm going to start with um, the, well, the first one, the one who was born to Lucille. That's uh, my birth mom, but his name was Larry at the time. And, um, and um, passed off to a caretaker, let's put it, uh, you know, like a babysitter, like a nanny, like a, another black woman who entrusted another black woman with her baby. And she kind of fell in love and never returned me. So that's another thing. But anyway, that one, let's start with him. I'll say from that moment up until the woman who took care of me, I, who I refer to as my adoptive mother, even though that was not legal. Um, but that's the that's the name I put on it um, until she died unexpectedly when I was just about 11. So I would say speaking to that version of Larry, uh, that was when everything that served me and still serves me today uh, came calling. They did. They came. And I say they. I do. Because back then I thought I was talking to um, imaginary friends and they would talk back to me. I really believed that they were imaginary. And that started changing when I became an adult and I found out that they weren't. It's the, I know it to be true. So you'll hear me refer from time to time. Um, I won't say my imaginary friends anymore today because I, I know who they really are and I refer to them as what is greater than. So for me, that was a very important place in my journey because that's where I met the entities, if you will, the spirits, the the um, everything that I hold on to when I can't stand up on my own. And that started early. So I am they're still with me. I still talk to them. They still talk to me. So that's the, the greatest part of that section of my life. I say zero through eleven for me was getting the getting the field ready, plowing it up and turning the soil. And, you know, fertilizing it and getting it ready because uh, what is greater than me knew that planting season would have to come before the harvest season. And so that's that's where I started tilling the soil. You know, I love that, man. Uh, just, you know, obviously this is an audio podcast, so you y'all can't see Lorne and I's demeanor, but we've both been in professional entertainment for a very long time. And so... We know how to be that dancing chicken on the stage with authenticity, but it's amazing to watch him just strip the layers back visually as he goes back there in that moment. Mm. Um, for me, uh, I was literally born into chaos. My mama and my daddy uh, were married and I was coming into the world Unfortunately, at the time, uh, my grandparents on my mother's side or my mama's side was going through uh, some infidelity and some things like that. And so my grandmother or my nanny is what I call her, clung to me and was was uh, hell bent on on making that baby her own. 
And mm-hmm. so when my dad showed up at the hospital because of who my papa was and who my grandmother was, um, they told him, they said, you know, if you don't leave, you know, we'll, we'll shoot you right here in the hospital. And so from that moment on, you know, I didn't meet my dad again until I was 13 years old. Mm. And with, with my mama, she was, you know, pushed out. And so thus from that journey, uh, was a lot of mental and physical abuse, um, living in a lot of, uh, really poor neighborhoods. So it's interesting that even though your mama left you and you were pushed out into the world without her, um, it was equally, uh, traumatic for me to know that my parents were in the world and pretty much well growing up without them. Mm, I think that might be even harder because you know, because you, you know, (laughs) I, I, I couldn't miss what I didn't have. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew, which made it bearable until I didn't have it anymore until I didn't have it anymore. You know, well, it, it, it was just sad. Like I remember one time on a Thanksgiving, we were left in the ghetto uh, with a, a wonderful uh, dark skinned lady. Um, I'm working on not using the terms black and white. We'll get into that another time. But, um, you know, mama just never came back. And so we went and we spent Thanksgiving in a, in a boy's home. And in that boy's home, you know, uh, there's a rite of passage, I guess you would say. And so, you know, they pissed all over my brother's bed and, you know, uh, made sure that it was uncomfortable for us at Thanksgiving. And so it was like, and then that trend just sort of to, started to develop, you know, around the holidays. And I remember as an adult later on, even now, uh, now that I've been through tons of therapy, I really understand the, um, triggers, you know, and, and, and why, uh, they exist because I literally was the kind of person where I was like, I don't give a shit what happened in my childhood. doesn't matter at all. Just keep going, 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 going. And so eventually after going through all that abuse, I landed in eighth grade with living with my nanny and leaving the inner cities and ended up, uh, being in a place I call Mayberry, which is Lagodi, Indiana. And then, you know, we'll get into that. So wait, did you say yeah. Lagodi, Indiana? Uh, yes, sir. No way. Yeah. What street? Uh, well, I mean, we lived on Ackerman Drive. Oh, my goodness. Was Mrs. What? Miller still living there in that White House? Are, are you fucking I've never heard of that town in my life. I just wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was too but easy. But you know it was crazy? There was a little White House. Like on the corner from where we lived, my little heart just started palpitating. So anyway, most most, most streets have a white house on them. So don't yeah. you know? I'm so, not annoyant. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I just wanted to see if you were awake. See, this is what he does. He he fucks with me all the time. Like it's this too is, easy. This you is, shouldn't make it so easy. I can't help it. I I don't mean to make it so easy. I don't think. Yeah. But, uh, so, so okay, let me ask you a question. So now we get into Wait. the teenage. Let me ask you something before you go to the teenage thing. So let me ask you what it felt like 
What were you thinking? What were you and your brother saying to each other as to why you were in that place? Did you feel you'd done something wrong? Did you feel you didn't want, they didn't want you? And how did it compare? Because you know you ask other kids and they ask you, what are you in for? That kind of thing. Because uh, that happened to me all the time. What would you tell people as to how you two got there? Did you guys stick to the truth? Or did you make up that exciting story? Well, my mom's fighting the war. She's a spy over in Italy. You know, I made up so many lies. I'm not kidding you. My mom was you know, everywhere but at NASA getting ready to go to the moon. I, I Honestly, I, I love that question. I've never been asked that question. And... For me, I do this sounds so I can't believe you asked me this. Like I'm I'm on the spot here. Um da, da, da. for me it was about protecting my little brother. And that's that's all I was thinking about. Like we when you're in the thick of that stuff, and I've said this on other interviews, but when you're in the thick of that stuff, it just seems normal. So anywhere we were going, anything that we were doing, anything that we were experiencing, like my stepdad, for instance, used to take all of our toys and clothes back after Christmas. So we'd go to landfills, you know, and find stuff, pieces of games and stuff, you know, basically digging out of the garbage to kind of entertain ourselves. So for me, it was like, I think you nailed it. Like we're in a spy or we're like on an adventure. Mm. That's why I turned so much to television into movies because I never had a father figure. So for me, it was like James Bond and Indiana Jones and, you know, stuff like, does that seem fucking crazy? It sounds crazy coming out no, of my mouth. No, it isn't. It isn't at all. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it's just like when we're children until we don't know, until we don't, you know, we know better that there is not a Santa Claus, I say, or the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. Uh, that's a sacred space. It's there. Why do so many kids believe it if they're told it and hold on to it? And it's a magical, mystical place because I believe when we come to that age where we're like, yeah, I knew it. There's no Santa. That's you. You know, you're Santa. But that's the, I believe that's the same. I still believe in Santa. I, I will never stop believing in Santa. Well, my point is that that's the spot where you then start saying, well, when I grow up, I want to be a truck driver. I want to be a cowboy. I want to be an entertainer, whatever the case may be. You replace that. It's where it's, it's like a, a waiting room, a foyer, if you will, for dreams, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah it, it, it was so huge. Like that, that, is, that is so prolific. Why is that so important? Because we lose a lot of that ability because we give up the art of imagination. Mm. People say, and, and that's one yeah. thing that going through what you and I have been through that we'll never give up. Will well, always be imaginative. And why? Because we lived it. We mm. learned how to harness the power within it and to use it to manifest. Now, a lot of people, when they get older, you, you never hear a kid. I, I, no one has ever heard a kid say, well, I can't imagine. Because a kid can imagine everything. Mm. It can imagine anything. It's when Love we that. start not believing or giving up or, you know, we're too much for that or it's too much for me, whatever it is that as we evolve or get older, we lay down those things. That's why I love standing outside in the good weather in the summer and the spring. And I just listen and close my eyes. And I love to hear kids playing in the distance because it's healing and it's like music, their laughter. And they remind me of the art of play. 
and it's really important. Man, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there because for so much of my life, I didn't stay present, right? I was a people pleaser. I was a voider. So I would externalize everything, right? You couldn't get inside of here. And now that I am more present and I take those moments of feeling the wind on my face, or like you said, listening to kids, you know, laughing, it's like slowly but surely little fragments of what was lost is now found. Mm, I'm loving that. Hey, listen, why don't you take this time, Jax, if you would, and let everybody know what this third section coming up is going to be all about. Um, I know, but you let them know because I'm pretty excited. So uh, what we're going to talk about next is uh, where we're at now. Um, I love the fact that this section with Lauren and I, you know, we didn't unpack a tremendous amount, but what we did impact was quality, not quantity. So when we come back, now that you know a little bit about where we came from, you're going to find out where we're at now on License for Love. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, this is Cowboy Jax. I just wanted to invite you to join the heartbeat and relationship conversation in this space right here. Your product, your service, your message. Let's ride. Welcome back to what is proving to be one humdinger of an inaugural episode right here on License for Love. I'm half of the diversity duo and use that hashtag when you're telling the world about all the great things you're finding out here today um, and every week with License for Love, Lauren Michaels Harris and my good friend Cowboy Jax. Jax, ready for third, third base, Ooh, the third base. Man, I, I got it. No, I I saw I heard that you snuck that third base in there. I heard that. See, I'm 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 catching on to you. You're getting sleepy. Listen to the sound of my voice. Only my voice. You will remember none of this. Oh my goodness, you're reminding me of eighth grade when I wanted to explore. But that was then. <laughs> this section is about now. What? Yes, now. now the power of now or the power of we, right? Oh. Um man. I, I got to tell you, that last section, just that little bit of, of what we talked about in our childhood, that imagination piece um, was just, it was really profound for me. So, so how have you used... Okay, wait a minute. I'm jumping or do in. do you want to go first? Me go well, first? You yeah, go first? I do. Because I, okay, can tell, you go I, first. I know what you were alluding to right there, because I was watching your face. So we might as well unpack a little more. But we'll we'll tie it into this third section, which is about what's going on with us now a little bit yes. all out yes. there. And so let's talk about this. I saw that you were a little triggered. Now, when I, when you went back and you had to remember yourself to that that group homer, that place with your brother, and you said they peed on the bed and everything like that. I saw your face contort where I think you had to jump in front of a lot of kids and say, hey, back off, you know, that sort of thing. I saw some of that kid. Uh, he peeked out through your eyes. So mm. let's talk about that now, even though you're on to your life and you have your own son um, and your brother is moved on with his life. So what was, what was it? What do you think that was? I saw just a little bit ago in the now, uh, just from remembering yourself to that moment from the past. You know, I, I think what it is for me is that it's the fire. It's the fire that forges inside of you. And, and for the longest time, 
I was just angry. People would look at me and say, you're angry. And I'd say, no, I'm not. And they're like, yeah, you're angry. You're also your own worst enemy. You keep getting in your own, excuse me, you keep getting in your own way. And it would make me so mad. And when, then once I got it, it like you wanted to punch somebody when you, when you started talking about it, yeah. you were, I saw big brother lights, like, like just you moving on, knock your block off kind of look. Yeah. Was there a yeah. lot of that? I don't know if it was as the, as that 1930s-esque, uh, you know, uh, Cary Grant move that you just did there. That was wonderful for like stage. I'll knock your block off. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I was definitely a fierce protector. And, but I mean, now, uh, what was that now that made you come out like that? I could see it on your face. So what we're asking is, okay, let's, let's say the bathtub was that decade, was that day, was that moment that you were describing. But mm. for most of us, there's still a ring in that bathtub. The water maybe had been let out. You know, we've moved on to other bathtubs, but that bathtub still, if you really look at it, in most cases, still has a, a, a faint ring that hasn't been scrubbed out yet. It's called perpetual healing. So mm. let's, let's ask it like it should be asked. How do you feel you've healed? How, you know, how's the healing coming along? Because I don't believe the healing should ever completely be finished. Well, I'd say in the now, uh, the healing is in full motion. You know, I've been in counseling for two years now, the second time around, and it's it's been absolutely amazing that the tools that the VA has been able to provide for me and me to utilize and do the work. And so, yeah, I think one of the things that you saw now that I'm I'm uh, relegating on it, I guess, mm -hmm. is uh, the healing actually happening in in real time right now. Mm. You know, in that moment, it was like you triggered me, not on purpose, I love you, but um, it triggered that moment and then that healing elected to come in and instead of it being no big deal, just something you say, it was like, I felt it mm. and in feeling it, it made it real. And in making it real, I could actually be able to move through it and not around it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I kind of have one of those triggers and it's like in my adoptive family, you know, there are those who there's, they're much, much better to their credit. I have to say they're much better today than they have ever been. But back in the day, you know, they, still would call me Larry. And that was a fake name because Larry didn't exist. And so they didn't realize that every time they used that name in my adult life, all these years later, you know, since I've been myself, which is Lauren, um, they don't realize it took me years to not ask, uh, refer to myself as Larry. It took me years to understand what went with the name and what stayed with Lauren. That was Larry. It was a lot. It was a lot. But when they when you ask people to respect your boundaries because you know i've i've accepted it and i've moved into whatever that does not serve me anymore or what however you present it and they still refuse to honor those boundaries um that's the thing i still deal with today that's the ring boundaries boundaries is key like yeah. everyone out there listening like get you some boundaries get you some transparency get you and get boundaries. you some vulnerability got to get you some boundaries we should make that a t-shirt 
it'll probably crop up after you know people listen to our uh episode but so are, um, you, are you good with respecting boundaries i am uh it, i think it comes a lot from the discipline of yep. you know uh being a fellow uh military service member and and now a u.s veteran um because i was a shit show uh when i went you know when I first went into the army, but that's a story for another time. What I want to know from you is when did you know Lauren Michaels Harris was going to be Lauren Michaels Harris? Like what, what is, what is happening now in your life in, in that umbrella? Oh, when did I first see the me of today? Yeah. Oh, I was a kid. Oh, wow. I was a kid. I, I yeah. knew it. I mean, I knew even when before all the trauma and stuff really hit, because when I was little, little, like five and before even that, before I started school, they would my sisters would have like Girl Scout troop meetings at our house. And they, my mom would let them dress me in little shorts. And this, I had this little Fort Lord Fauntleroy white shirt with a rounded collar and suspenders. And the little socks came up to my knees and then they fold them down one little cuff and put me in these little black patent leather shoes and make me stand in the hallway until they cued me to come into the dining room where they were around the big table. And I'd do my little show, you know, of a song or two. And they'd yeah. all applaud and I'd scurry back off and couldn't come out of my room until they were finished because they didn't want me underfoot. So, yeah, um, I don't know how that happened. And then at church, they'd always make me do that kind of stuff, you know. And I just, I loved watching the people's faces. That was always the thing that made me do it. I was nervous. Me I was too. Shitless. Right. Right. But I'm glad. You know why? Because they were actually grooming me for that moment when the trauma door was uh, knocked on top of me and I was pulled from the family. My name was stripped from me. And within 12 hours, I went from one house and one life to what would be the first of 22 homes in a totally different life, all in the same day. And as soon as I walked into that other world, I was ready for the stage and that's how I treated it. Um, you know, as, as I'm on an adventure, I'm a spy, I'm undercover. This is, I'm watching them. They're not watching me, that sort of thing. So, you know, uh, today, a lot of the things I do, I feel like I've been doing them all my life. You know, when I did my first stage gig, my husband, Brian said, Oh my God, honey, if I hadn't known better, I thought you were, I would have thought you were doing this all your life. And, and that's why, because even in those times in our lives that don't feel so good, when we get to where it feels awesome consistently, we see that, hey, that was our equivalent. If you were a singer or a comedian, that was when you were working the back alley, smoky clubs where nobody was listening and everybody was talking while you were doing your thing. But now the world waits in line for hours, sometimes for days to get tickets to your content because it's worth waiting for See, that's how the reason they can wait for us is because they waited. They can wait for us in line because we waited to get to them. We believed our way through a lot of shit to get to that thing you saw for yourself. What did you see for yourself? Did you see country music? What did you no. see? No, I was, I was a wrecking ball chameleon. So like anything and everything of whatever environment my mom was my mama was throwing us into next uh was was crazy um and i could adapt i became very much like a chameleon and i think that's where the people pleaser developed and mm -hmm. and things of that nature 
the military was really the game changer for me because I would used to sing in the platoon CP all the time. And now what I, is that? For those who may not, the platoon CP, what is that for people who don't have a military reference? Uh, that basically to, to put it into community neighbor terms is it's kind of like the, the gathering area of where we would clean our weapons. We'd be talking about, you know, whatever happened for the operation that day, um, which is called an after action review, but it's kind of just where we gather and do activities together. Um, but when I got to Fort Campbell, I met, a guy named Rel Ravago the fourth, um, who unfortunately died in Iraq. But Rel was this cool SoCal cat, Filipino, you know, short dude. And we just took an interest in each other because we were so culturally different. But I used to sing and that that really when when he died, um, and I found out through People magazine that's when I knew that I needed to be greater than the guy that was working loss prevention and receiving at a department store. And, and that was really the ascension of, of what I've become today. Hmm. Well, I know one thing um, that path is so different for all of us. Although when we hear it from someone else's perspective, it seems in some ways so similar. I find that so interesting, you know, and so are you, uh, let's say, let me ask you on a scale of one to 10 today, how happy are you? Ooh, I used to dread this question. I, yeah. I used to dread it because I didn't, I, I didn't understand what happiness was. Like oh. happiness seemed like something that was just some bullshit thing that people just said to each other in passing. And one of the things that's really struck a nerve for me recently is um, relationships and nurturing your relationships is the pursuit of happiness. And so when I take that perspective and I put it into my own daily life in this moment, I'm rolling like a 10, bro. I've got, I've got amazing people in my life that I value, that I nurture. And it took me a really long time to get there because I think somewhere in the back of my mind, it was always like, oh, they're going to leave or they, they want to, they want to use you for something. You know, that's, what's hard for you and I, I mean, you know, in the entertainment industry, especially when you're on that ascension, uh, you're questioning motives. You know, do they want to be my friend because they care about me or do they just want to be with me, you know, because I'm going to this cool party where some of these country music singers are going to be or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but now I have Linda uh, and I have a great relationship with my son who came and found me when he was 18. He, you know, we've been building that relationship since you know, he's 25 now. I have an amazing 12-year-old uh, who I just couldn't ask for anything more in terms of what that happiness looks like. And and then there's other people too, you know, people like you, um, people like my buddy Lauren, 
ironically enough that we've we've known each other over 20 years so yeah you have another friend named lauren i do how does he spell his name uh i think he spells it like you do oh yeah not even two or three months of this and you're already cheating on me i mean you know i i want to be the only lauren break up with him i i got a hot commodity what can i say you know Ooh, I'm not going there. Not touching that on this first episode. <laughs> Give it a week so, or two, folks. I'll be all up in there. So hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to you. I want to know on a scale of one to ten where you're at happiness wise. Um, off the scale. Ooh, I'm off the scale. It cannot be. It cannot because true happiness is just like passion, uh, soul. Some things cannot be captured. Why? Because they have they operate on a butterfly uh, flight pattern. Have you ever seen anybody trying to catch a butterfly? Ever seen kids chasing butterflies? They're going in every direction all at the same time. Because the butterfly doesn't go from one spot to one spot. It goes wherever the hell it wants to go. And that's how love is. That's how um, it's, it's like that for most things I found except for healing. Healing needs to be a little the pursuit of healing needs to be a little bit more purposeful you gotta you know it, you, you want it to take time well right? you do but you have to yeah. be purposeful you know you just don't put the ointment on everything you know what i'm saying you don't put the eye drops in your ear uh you know you put it where it belongs which means you have to identify the wound and that's why most people can't heal they will not look and discover and identify the wounds mm. but when you identify the wound you have to identify the wound, der. The wound. Or person the which wound. has wounded yeah. you. And that's tough for a lot of us. But listen, tell us. We I know we're going further down the sidewalk of purpose today with section number four, which we'll be uh, coming up to right after we come back from this brief break. But do you want to give them a clue, Jax, about what's going on over in that last lap? We're going to talk about license for love. Was that like the white Barry White impersonation? What was? What? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just pulled it out of nowhere. I mean, I figured we could use a little, you know, little. Well, you pulled it out of somewhere, but I can't mention that because we're a family program. So anyway, <laughs> no, we're not. We're okay, not. Okay, so uh, <laughs> arse, he pulled it out of his arse. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about license for love. Okay, great. I'm all there. Yeah. You be there yeah. too. Be here. We'll be right back. Don't miss Power of We Chicago, Stan Mansion, April 28th, Chicago, Illinois. Powerofwesymposium.com. It's so hilarious. Y'all should see us pointing at each other. Me? You? No. Who's on first? Who's on, who's on second? I don't know no, who's on first. No, uh, welcome back to License for Love, everybody. I'm Cowboy Jax, and no, I'm with... Harris. Oh, wait. Hey, you got to say, you gotta say that again. Time. See, I'm. Listen, I'm gonna let you know now. I'm the black guy that has no rhythm, so I know you know how to boot scoop boogie and two step and all that stuff. Um, but actually, professional ballroom dancer. Thank you very much. You are. I am. Huh. Yeah. Mm, 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 too easy. I'll wait. Um, you guys be here uh, every week because. We're going to get more and more comfortable with this uh, broadcast and you don't want to miss it. Trust me. So Jax. Yeah. So what, what about licensed for love section? Man, I, 
Our goal is to be the go-to diversity podcast of 2022. So this inaugural issue issue episode is going to be coming out uh, probably the third week of April, God willing. And uh, we're in the process of casting our first four episodes, which we'll record in May, right? And then we'll launch in June. And so we're going to have celebrity guests that will be amazing. Um, We will have everyday people that will be amazing and culturally, culturally, uh, I'm not really sure how to say that particular line. See, that's, that's what he's there for folks. Um, we will be addressing, uh, hot topics that are trending. We will be talking. When you say hot, Mm, exactly. What do you mean? Well, I mean, hot or, you know, Today in the news, I'm just asking. I, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of both. I mean, we're definitely going to take the gloves off each week, folks. Like you can't, you can't have something like, "Don't judge a book by its cover," Don't or you're judging. What, what's that? Don't stop at the gloves. Oh wow! See, free, free your mind. It, 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 it only took all this time for him to really start to unravel the. Uh, Sexual harassment. Um, no, I'm just Jennifer, that is not. That's called the slip game. <laughs> that is. I'm just saying that because I'm not. Don't be trying to um, bring me up on charges one day. Bill Cosby, I am not. Even though they say I look like him. Don't call me him because we'll be fighting. You know, that's interesting. I what? never. Bill you, you do kind. You do kind. No. Okay. Okay. A l- little bit. A little bit. A little bit. The the good Bill Cosby, though, not the one that went right. to Thank prison you. for rapey, rapey, right? Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Because um, as Lauren would say, you can't like? rape the willing. Um, anyway. Okay. Who, who, did, also, who did yeah. they say you look like? Uh, I get Bradley Cooper a lot. No, I said, who do they say you look like? Not who you think you look like. No, no, no. I don't think I look. I think I look like Jack's young, but I get Bradley Cooper um, I get Blake Shelton, you know, uh, those are a couple of them. I don't know. How, how, we're, we're, we're so going down the rabbit trail here, folks. Um, no. okay. How, yeah. do you, how, do, how do you feel when someone says you look like somebody else? That's a great question mm. because this you're asking the guy who until like what uh nine years ago you know had no social media photos just that silhouette guy that they give you um and i shaved my head my face um i brushed my teeth everything in the shower because i did not look in mirrors i didn't look in reflective materials period um because i didn't like what i saw and so when people would say to me, you look like Tim Meadows or you look like Bill Cosby. I would just get out of it by saying, no, Bill Cosby looks like me. Tim Meadows yeah. looks like me. And they go, ah, ha, 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 and move on. But they could see it on my face. It's like, fuck off. Your mama looks like Bill Cosby. I mean, because I, 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 what it was really doing, what I was really doing was I was saying, see, even they don't have a reference to Lauren. They got to use somebody else. 
you know, mm. and it was uh, because, you know, when you're looking for shit, that's what you'll find. Shit. I'm just keeping it real. You know, I wasn't looking Keep it real. Keep right. It real. Right. And it was all that mindset. When I changed that mindset, I changed the narrative, which changed everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're hoping to do with this podcast um, is nope. that's what we're going to do. The power of putting it out there in the universe. Yes, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do, brother, on the License for Love podcast. Glory. You better quit before we get struck or something, because uh, that's good. You sound just like one of those revival guys. You know you know how you many times been I've been struck? I, I ain't sweating it. I'm not sweating it. Do it again. Do it again. The that power people? of license for love. We just need you to give us that nine ninety nine a minute, and we can find your soul and help you to breathe the redemption. Can I get an amen? Amen, bro. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. How, see what I'm saying? Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. But let's talk about if we could before we get out of here today. Um, we've yeah. got a few more minutes. What can you tell our listeners, Jack, about anything like? Are they able to throw ideas at us? Um, how do they get what they want to talk about into our hands? Ooh, I love that. Um, yeah, if you feel like that you would be a good choice for License for Love, um, uh-huh. we'll, we'll be uh, putting some uh, different topics for guests into our Facebook page. Um I think my Instagram handle is, and we'll we'll have all of this for y'all as well if I mess it up. Because to be quite honest with you, I'm horrible at this part of it when it comes to social media. But yeah, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, License for Love. Um, you will also be able to go to our Instagrams. Uh, we'll have all that in the in the thing, and we do want to hear from you and connect with you. And also on our Facebook page, please follow and engage with us because. Lauren gives you a cool post in the morning and I give you a cool post at night and we really would love to, you know, know your feedback on, on where we're going and, and how we're going to uh, be able to continue this, this amazing journey. Well, um, and I want to throw this part into you guys out there. Now, listen, a collective, like we want you to treat this, this podcast, you guys, if you're old enough, you'll remember this. Um, there's a story, if not Google it, there's a story for kids called Stone Soup, where everyone in the town came and put something in the kettle in the center of town where the two travelers had set up shop. Um, and the story and the premise of that story is that, you know, when we each bring whatever it is we have, whether we think it's worthy um, if it's if it's enough or is it if it isn't, we still pour it into the pot and we all feast together. We want you to know that's why licensed is in the title, because we're giving you permission to make yes. this space your own, to get in here and ask the hard questions, to challenge the hard answers and cover the ground between both of those. And we can't do it by ourselves or it would be this would be you know me 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 marsha 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 no this is license so we're giving you that license to come in here and let's get her done right oh my god he said let's get her done I knew um, that one. to audible on that with lauren uh understand that this podcast is to be understood and not agreed with okay 
So if you bring the cancel culture bullshit, like we're not afraid, like we know that people are going to love the messages that we're, we're putting out there because we want the diversity of everyone to have that base of understanding. Um, you can agree to disagree, but please be polite and respectful, whether that's in the comments on our Facebook pages, etc. And, you know, check your ego at the door because check yourself before you wreck yourself. No, yeah, but I man. just want people to know because you're my buddy. You're like a brother. If anybody makes Jacks cry, you know, um, well, you won't answer to me, but I will find a nine foot drag queen to send to your area. So I'm just saying. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, I know some, a couple. Some of some of them, uh, some of them drag queens. When you see a drag queen start taking her earrings off or her her heels, you best be all the way out of town before she get down to the especially with, yeah, especially with them pumps. Untucks, mm, it's all preach. over. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, but if if you are, we've mentioned community neighbor, which yes. is non-veteran, yes. but a military service members and also U.S. veterans. Yeah. I don't care what your so sexual identity is. I don't care what your social class is. Mm. We want to be able to speak to you because we want these three communities to really understand the similarities and differences that they have so we can build a better culture. So, Lauren, last thoughts. My last thought is... I feel like I'm about to go to sleep on Christmas Eve, uh, having finished this first inaugural episode. And I'll tell you why. Because I know that every time we come here and open these mics, and every time you all open your hearts and let this, this program in, we are, you know, we're fulfilling one of those great, great promises that we're going to be, we're going to take great from greater. We're going to be uh, so happy that we took strong to stronger because it's, it takes courage. It really does to have conversations that aren't comfortable. It takes courage to have conversations that aren't necessarily easy, but you know what? We're still going to do that. And I'm so excited. I feel like I said, like it's Christmas Eve and every day will be Christmas when we come together right here on License for Love. You'll see. Hang out long enough. I promise you that. Well, I couldn't have said it better. My uh, <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Remember myself? That? That's what he there, There's that brain damage. I couldn't Aww. said it better myself, folks. Uh, for Lorne Michaels Harris and myself, Cowboy Jacks, mm. tune in every Wednesday starting in June for License for Love, the heartbeat and relationship conversation. License for Love. The heartbeat. Okay, never mind. License for love. We'll see you soon, you guys. Be <laughs> great and then seek to become even greater. We'll see you next time, I promise. We love you guys. We have a license to do it, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. right. And, and, until next ride, y'all. Bye-bye. You're listening to License for Love with Cowboy Jax and Lauren Michaels Harris. The Heartbeat in Relationship Conversation.